to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to a standalone episode of Unsupervised Learning. In this episode, I'm going to be looking at the 2020 Verizon Breach Intelligence Report, which in my opinion is one of the best InfoSec reports out there. Always excited when I hear it's been released. And this year with the lockdown, that's even more the case. So I decided to do a dedicated edition of the show for it. So let's get into it. So first, starting off with some key definitions. Uh, There's a lot of religion around definitions, which you could trust me on that because I have my own church. It's important to lock down these definitions, you know, right in the beginning. And these are the three that I see most talked about when people talk about the Verizon report. So an incident they define as a security event that compromises the integrity confidentiality, or availability of an information asset. A breach is an incident that results in the confirmed disclosure, not just potential exposure, of data to an unauthorized party. So it's confirmed disclosure, not just potential. So a breach is a type of incident, in other words. And hacking, they define as utilizing stolen or brute force credentials, exploiting vulnerabilities, or using backdoors and command and control C2 functionality. So with those out of the way, let's get into the key numbers. So they looked at 3,950 breaches and 157,525 incidents, 32,002 of which qualified according to their standard to be analyzed by them. 45% of breaches involved hacking, which we just defined. Errors were causal events in 22% of breaches. That's a lot of errors. 72% involved large business victims. 58% had personal data compromised. 70% were perpetrated by external actors. So 30% involved insiders. Organized crime was behind 55% of breaches. 86% were financially motivated. Web apps were involved in 43%. We'll talk about this later. This is overall. But certain types web apps were much higher. 37% stole or used credentials. 22% involves phishing. Again, that's 22% of total, not a particular subset. And phishing was usually going after credentials, but stealing money uh, continues to rise in popularity as a goal for phishing. And so Verizon pulled some things out of this. They said external actors have always been the majority. And they just, this used to be a big debate in the InfoSec space. Basically, uh, some report came out and said that most attacks are insiders and it freaked people out. So they're once again reiterating here that most attacks are from the outside. 
And the breakdown they have right here is 70-30. So it's pretty clear. The top actor was by far organized crime at 55%. Nation state end user and system admins each took around 10% of the actor pool. So nation state at 10%, interesting. Sysadmins at 10%, interesting. The error incident type continues to increase with most other types of incident types falling. So the other incident types, there's a whole list of them, but hacking is one of those. And yeah, hacking, social, and malware have actually fallen the most and error has risen the most. The top two incident threat actions were DOS and phishing, and the top two breach threat actions were phishing and use of stolen creds. That is one of the most important things here. Top two breach threat actions, phishing and use of stolen creds. Errors are now as common as social attacks and more common than malware. Once again, talking about errors. The top malware type is password dumper because as they keep pointing out in this report, it really is all about the creds. So once they have someone has malware in your system, the odds are they're gonna be going after passwords because they want creds to stuff into other places. The top three ways of getting malware are email link, direct install, and download by other malware. Within hacking, web applications accounted for over 95% of breaches. Over 80% involved use of brute force or stolen creds. There was relatively little vuln exploitation or use of backdoor C2. This is also interesting. I think we kind of knew this, but yeah, this super high-end, you know, hacky stuff, not so prevalent compared to credential stuffing and phishing. Social actions arrived via email over 96% of the time. Actually, SMS was around 1%, so usually email. Breaches that take days or less are rising, while those taking months or more are declining. They're showing cyber espionage is being down, which was surprising to me. I thought, based on the news, that that would be increasing, not going down. Not sure what the disconnect is there. DDoS is way up, both in numbers and the size of the attacks. And yeah, I find it really interesting that in the top threat actions for breaches, which is successful incidents, the top five included phishing, stolen creds, misdelivery, which is you accidentally send a bunch of stuff out, caused a breach, and then misconfiguration, which is another error. So the last two, four and five were errors. So it seems like the major themes are phishing which is actually used to steal credentials, email security, because phishing, web applications, which are used to extract and input stolen creds, and then stolen creds, which are actually used against the web apps. In short, credentials seems to be the main focus here, the main theme. And the second one being misconfiguration or errors which I've always been on about this misconfiguration thing, which is why I started a company around it before and why I'm so obsessed with recon and always have been and always will be probably. All summed, 
I would say this is another phenomenal report by the team at Verizon. I think I really like the structure and the visuals of this report. Their data visualization was super on point this time. More than any other one, I would say, so far. So happy to see them constantly innovating in how they present their data. Tons of data is useless if you can't find compelling ways to display it, and I really commend them for their work in that regard. And remember, what I just mentioned, right, it's what jumped out at me, but different readers will notice different things. So I definitely recommend you read the report yourself, and we'll see you next year for 2021. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe inserted ads are not just annoying, but that their business model is toxic to content creation. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. And they also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmisor.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already done so. Each of you is participating in the direct model of creator support that is helping this show survive and grow. And I greatly appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.